Welcome back to the Flow Track Podcast. FlowTrackPodcast at gmail.com is our email address. I'm Kevin. He's Lincoln. We are doing a end of the year award segment show today. And we're talking about best women's races of 2020. Lincoln, how are you? Doing really well. You know, it's full disclosure. We've, we're doing this uh, a little later in the day, so it's not so chilly. I'm in a t-shirt now as opposed to normally I'm kind of like double hoodied up. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Okay. So how did we come up with this list? We have about six. We're doing the top six because some people would do five. Some people would do 10, but we settled on six. Can you explain? Were there even 10 process? total women's races? I don't, I don't know if there were 10 races total. I don't think <laughs> we could get to 10. Yeah, <laughs> there certainly were. If you did this by track meets, there were not 10, 10 total track meets. But yeah. how did we come up with this list, Lincoln? What did we do to prepare? Well, um, definitely looked at the world record on the track. That was one that was seriously considered and did, in fact, make the final cut. Otherwise, you know, you had some road races that were good, they produced fast times. You know, in a normal year, maybe some of these road races we considered, they wouldn't fall in the best race category because maybe, you know, the the fight for the victory was kind of determined much earlier than what, what we would normally define a good race in the marathon. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, we looked at some of the biggest events, who won those, and then some of the best, obviously, just individual performances. Um, not a ton to choose from on the women's side, much easier. I think this will be on the, this exercise on the men's side, but fast performances clearly. And then the biggest races that there were, um, whoever won those, I think those, uh, those do take the, take the cake here in this truncated season. Yeah. And you might think, Hey, is there going to be a little bit of an American bias because you guys are American? And the answer to that is yes, there's definitely going to be <laughs> an American bias here because also there were some good one-off races in the United States. I think we can say that one thing I tried to think back on, which it didn't ultimately yield any entrance in this list, but I tried to think back to indoors Lincoln. I tried to think back, are we missing something? And we don't, we had, Eleanor Pierre ran really, really fast oh, at the yeah. Melrose Games. Remember that? And then we had yeah. the showdown in Albuquerque. Pretty good, pretty good race there. With Shelby Houlihan uh, ran really well over that weekend and got the sweep. So I, nothing though really jumped out to me as top five of the year categories. I tried to think about you know, collegiate races. Was there anything that we missed there? But I kept coming back to the same ones. I kept coming back to the big ones, the ones you'd, you'd assume would be on the list. Yeah, and I think, you know, you mentioned the Purrier race, and I had kind of forgotten about it, and not because it wasn't memorable. She obviously ran the second fastest indoor mile ever and broke the American record, but it's just, it has been so long ago that it's easy to forget about. Um, but that might be end up being a snub here, Kevin, is that 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 mile, because a lot of people, I think, what, three, four, maybe, I think three, broke 420. I mean, that was a pretty good race. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that one falls into the great race category, so, you know. Uh, spoiler alert, that might be end up being our biggest snub, but this is a compelling list on its own without that mile. That can be number seven. That's where we can okay. start with the, 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 yeah. the Melrose Games uh, women's mile there with uh, Purrier leading the way. It just, that's one that when I thought back to, okay, what was going on indoors? Because if you remember, the Nanjing World Indoor Championships were canceled 
relatively early in the year as it related to yes. everything else in the world getting shut down. So there was this period of time where it was a zombie indoor season. Now, the collegians were still going as if there was going to be an indoor championships in, in Albuquerque. But for the pros, it was looking like, oh, okay, it's, they're going to have a, they're going to have a meet uh, at USA's and then that's going to be it. So some of the, some of the luster is off of this thing. And then it just completely went off the rails and everything got canceled. So it yeah. was, it was hard to figure out what the indoor season was going to be like anyway. Um, and then, and then what happened happened after that point. Yeah. I can't remember exactly when it did get postponed because I remember by USA's, which was mid February, it had been world indoors had been called off. But I remember in late January, it hadn't yet. So with Milrose happening, I think, you know, early the week before USA's, I, it, it may have been right after when it, when it got postponed. But in any case, that the mile, four women breaking 420. Let's see what, how it had it exactly. Purrier, 416.85. Constance Klosterhoff in 417.26. Jim Ariki, obviously a big year for her, 417.88. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, GBS, GDS, Gabrielle debut staff for 419.73. I mean, that was a that was a really fun race. And I, the Milrose Games is always a favorite of mine. It, it always produces good distance races. Um, and just the kind of outward, out of nowhere nature of that for Purrier, that she mm-hmm. broke, you know, smashed the American record and the second fastest all time. Didn't have that one on my bingo board coming into the season. Uh, <laughs> easy to forget about now, but... That was a big, big step for her. I know the week after she got kind of put in her place by Shelby Houlihan, but still it elevated our understanding of Purrier and, you know, this is probably her biggest performance of her career so far. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then we move on to number six, to number six. We're counting down to number one here. And let's go Perez Jepchircher, Valencia. Marathon. I guess if you want to take the entire race as a whole, you could also throw in the women's half marathon where Gonzebe Ababa made her debut. Emily Sisson missed the American record by a second. There was a lot going on in this race, Lincoln. So I think Valencia, their their late season marathon makes the list here. Yeah, since September, I mean, going back to to Prague where Jeff Chircher initially broke the women's only world record. this this event got hot and heavy for sure, but Chip Cheer Cheer, uh, you know, I I think and maybe you think as well deserved to be athlete of the year when you talk about what she mm-hmm. did in Prague, winning and she won this race, the World Half Marathon Championships, um, and then and then running two seventeen. We have Valencia. We'll talk about that in a moment, but um, that is what I will remember from this year. And I, and just because it was the lone championship race, I will remember this World Half Marathon Championships. Uh, you know, it was a question of who's going to be better. Is it going to be the world? Is it going to be the world record holder who has the, the outright record with, you know, Abba who ran under 65 minutes or ran 64-31 with male pacers? Or is it going to be the person who has the, the women's only world record? And I think the answer is much more that they're closer in abilities, but uh, it was Jeff Chircher emerging, albeit it did take a, it wasn't it was helped on by a fall there by by Yeshina. But Jeff Chircher emerged as a star this year, so you have to at least include one of her races. Um, as this was the you could argue this was the biggest distance race in the world this year, simply because of all the cancellations and you know there were medals on the line here, and so she she uh, she has to be included. 
Okay, I had that one at five. I had Cheers Valencia race at six. Did you swip, switch them on oh. me, Lincoln? Is that what happened here? I'm having, tr- I'm having trouble here. Okay, so I jumped the gun. Six is That's Valencia. Okay. That's fine. It wasn't as competitive. She ran two seventeen though. One of the, the one of the best times in in history. So sorry, yeah. I'm I'm jumping the gun. We have two no. entrants. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a good. It's a. It's fine. It's good. You did a good synopsis of the world half. Listen, Jeff Chir right. was so good. She gets two slots. Okay. She gets. She gets five yeah. and six. That's fine. Whatever. That's fine. Listen, I had her for World Athlete of the Year. I did not think uh, Rojas should have gotten it. Uh, she did. But the least Jeff Chirchir can leave 2020 with is knowing that she has two spots on the Flow Track Best Women's Races of the Year. Valencia. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. Yeah, Valencia. Just that race was a little bit more ho hum. I mean, she won. She ran one of the fastest times of all time. I'm not downplaying that, but just the sheer dominance didn't make it as interesting a race. But you have to include it because she ran 217. World half I thought was awesome because there were prominent half marathons this year, and as a result, there were prominent half marathoners, and they all showed up to this one. It's too bad the United States um, wasn't able to go for obvious reasons, but we had a lot of big names in there. I thought the course was cool. There were three falls. It was almost as if it was the men's steeple from 2019. Everybody was on the ground. It was pretty cool. And uh, and and Chip Schuchard got the dub and got her second women's only world record. So I thought that race had a little bit had a little bit of everything. That's the best a world half marathon championships can be. I think we reached peak world half marathon championships. So what did we learn? Do we take more stock in just the outright world record or the the women's only world record? Are you talking about Yeshina versus Jeb Shircher? Yeah. I mean, I, it seems like, like, why do we, you know, I, 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 I'm of the opinion they don't need to be kept like the, like, I mean, I, you know, there doesn't need to be two separate records. We could one day get to a point where the women's only world records faster than the, mm-hmm. than the actual world record. And then what do we do with it at that point? I, I just, uh, well, the world women's only world record would then supersede the, the mixed world record. Listen, yeah. there's a third entrant here too, because if you look at the just fastest performances ever over 13.1, Bridget Koskai's run in the UK on a slightly downhill course is actually the fastest time, 64, yes. 28. Yeah. So really, really fun bit of track and field <laughs> that there's three fastest half marathoners of all time. Yeah, it's not confusing in the least. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just thought this was a cool race. I thought for the reasons I it said, definitely it was just an entertaining. Was it was awesome. an entertaining race. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they got after it. It wasn't. It wasn't tactical, and because it would have been better, yes, if the Americans were there, and if Safan Hassan showed up, or Latensipet Gaday was able to be there, something like that would have been that you could have added more to it. But there were. I mean, Yeshina now is a name in the half marathon. Obviously, Jeb Chircher is a name. In, in the half marathon, Jocelyn Chepkos guy's a big name. Gudetta's a big name. It, they they had the A squad out there, and then you saw a breakthrough from uh, Malat Kajeta of, of Germany to get to get second. Yeah. Yes. So Euro- yep. European record for her. Women's only European mm-hmm. record, but probably a world record, <laughs> or probably a European record, regardless. Um, yeah. Oh, no, wait. yeah. Who knows? Nope. Safana San sixty five fifteen. Has run faster. Yeah, don't don't count your eggs before they've hatched, though, Kevin. It's you, you never know. Usually, um, if you don't know who has a record in the women's side of things, it's usually Safan Hassan. 
That's my yeah. Opinion. I just assume on the European side, you know, eight hundred. Nah, it's probably Safanasan half marathon. Yeah, it could be hers too. Let's just go with it. Speaking of Safan Hassan, we did not put the hour record in this. Do you feel like mm. that's a snub? No, I, you know, that race was fine. It just was. I was just kidding. I would have just preferred to see that on the roads. I don't know. It was just weird on the track. It was too much on the track and it was, it was, it was dull. Um, it was kind of. I would have said it was embarrassing that she was included in the in the World Athlete of the Year finalist, but then you know Ulamar Rojas won while barely competing. So I guess Safanasan should have been there, but that felt more like a default setting. Just Safanasan gets in there because the half th- the world the 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 one hour record was fluky, not fluky that she ran it, but that's just a that's not a real. I mean, so we're doing why, why don't we do the thirty minute record? Let's do the the twenty minute record. And does you just mm-hmm. Usain Bolt have the nine second record and the ten second record? You know, it's just I don't know. I what I just don't like it. The well, Safan Hassan. I mean, Safan Hassan did have that twenty nine, thirty six, ten thousand in horrible oh, weather. Oh, that's right. That's in, right. In Angola, right. I forgot. Forgot which about put it. her number. Yeah, number four all time. But I bring that up to say she's obviously great at the half marathon. She's already run sixty five minutes. It would have been cool to see her in this sort of setting. That would have been that yes. would have been fun. Oh my gosh! Yeah, very disappointed that she wasn't there. I mean, think about on the men's side, you had Mo Farah, and if you could have had Savannah Sun, it would have been a ton of fun. Um, but you know, can't always get what we want, and you know, we got a great race on both sides at the world half. Even in this kind of this strange year, you know, we ended up with. I think establishing who is currently the two best half marathoners in the world. I mean, I guess you could argue on the men's side, but definitely on the women's side. I think mm-hmm. we can firmly say Perez Jepchircher is the best half marathoner in the world right now. Yeah. And her marathon credentials are strong as either. well. Let's go to number four. People might disagree with me about this, but I don't care. I'm picking it anyway. Bowerman time trial number Seven, eight, two, four, eight, one, six, R. I think this was two, if I'm not. Who cares, though? Okay, but but this was during the time when you were just happy to see any racing, and you got excited about people running around a track, and maybe people would say, hey, I'd rather see them race, and I understand that, and later on in the year, it would have been cooler, and once you had the other Oregon groups racing and some other groups from the Northwest racing. You're like, why can't they just combine them? But whatever. Shelby Houlihan, 1423, Christian Swizer, 1426, just smashed the American record. I, I think we should have it number four. Yeah. And I think, you know, you could make it a package deal. I know we're not maybe in the business of that. Although I did package Jeff Chircher's races together, but when you go back to indoors and they ran, they both, um rally am i am i okay you're good okay okay sorry uh you go back to indoors and the fact that they both broke the american record and swizer got the best of her in that 3000 to run 825 mm-hmm. and then that if you remember back to july we were kind of thinking that okay is swizer going to take it to her again and you know Shelby, it was a great race but then Hulahan kind of asserted her 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 dominance, you know, a not so fast mm-hmm. moment for her over Swizer. I'm obviously Swizer still ran fourteen twenty six, but fourteen twenty three. Um, I thought it was faster than I thought she was going to run. I didn't realize they were going to go that quick. So it was 
impressive. And just like I said, the fact that it was the the encore to the indoor thing um, mm-hmm. what makes it one of the best races. Um, I, I don't think you can have too much argument. I mean, it was the best, you know, you had the Monaco 5000, of course. But yeah, we're going to have some American bias here. And when the, the, the American record's on the line, it's... Uh, and two people get under the old mark. It's that qualifies as for for American audience. That qualifies for one of the best races of the year. We'd say that almost any time, but if, particularly this year, you have to include it. It was a snapshot in time, and it exemplified two things: one, really, really big geo geopolitical issue, i.e., the coronavirus, and why are why are people doing time trials? by themselves instead of traveling to Europe and getting ready for the Olympics. And mm. two, on a much, much more sports-centric element, just showed you how good the Bowerman Track Club was, that they could host meets by themselves, featuring themselves, and still run this fast. They didn't need to include yeah. anybody else. They had the personnel to set up and execute a, a world-class race at, at a high school in Oregon. So Yeah. yeah. You and could show somebody the race in 10 years you just show somebody this race in 10 years and you have to do a lot of explaining if they weren't or i guess your son in 10 years who doesn't know what's going on right now my son doesn't know what's going on and, and you, you can explain a lot about 2020 just based on that race mm-hmm. yep i agree and I, you know i think it also their their time trials kind of laid the groundwork for their the ability in the Portland area to have a several races, you know, with the, the other meets, the friendly meets. So, you know, they, they did important things here and this race, you know, uh, may push Houlihan into having a more of a serious thought about running the 5,000 at the Olympics. And, and so, uh, it's, it's cool to see this rivalry, even though it's inner team, it, it feels like kind of a real, and it's friendly, obviously, but it, it feels like a real rivalry now for years to come in this distant, in the three and the five. Um, and we got a little bit of a taste of it this year, which, you know, was surprising. You, you could have seen this gone the way of Bowerman doesn't race at all this year because Bowerman hardly mm-hmm. doesn't race very much, period. But then when there's, there's every excuse to not race, they could have just packed it in and they didn't and they put on their own meets. Sure, they got a little uh, quirky at the end, mixed four by fours and whatnot, and or no, uh, uh, well they did that, but they also did the you know the four by fifteen hundred meter world record or whatever that no mm. one cared about. But in the interim, they did real races, and uh, this was the best one. It was they were a victim of their own success because then I just wanted to see more, and you you said this mm-hmm. was the second one, then the third one, and the fourth one, yeah, you wanted to see more, and instead they were running. You know, fifteen hundreds or eight hundreds or elimination mm-hmm. miles. I still wonder because that women's three thousand record is very doable. It's eight eight twenty five outdoors, and they definitely both of them definitely could do that. And I wonder, oh. yeah, I wonder uh, if they go back in time if they just pick up one extra American record, just just one extra one for the road. <laughs> pot pick it up yeah uh yeah yeah and swizer i don't know swizer i'm waiting for her to go to the ten thousand. i think she could have eyes on that ten thousand record as well i mean mm. that may not be her her thing but y- y- you know this provided the unique opportunity the coronavirus you don't want to say it provided an opportunity but you know i did shelby Houlihan may not run ever run faster than 1423 i mean she very well might but you know 
this provided them that opportunity. Uh, I think they learned from last year's time trial that they did in the woods and they're like, oh, we can do this. Let's do it on the women's mm -hmm. side as well and have people run fast. And now she's put the American record out there a little bit and uh, it, it, you know, it's gonna encourage future generations of US women's distance runners to be think that the 1420s are possible. It's not something that we really considered before this year. I mean, maybe with Julian because she had run 1434, but now it's, you know, it's, it's, it is she that the, their program has obviously changed the way we understand US distance running on the women's side. And this was it fully maximized. So it was cool to see. Yeah. And as a whole, I mean, if you want to name an event of the year, it might have been the women's, the women's 5,000. I guess you could say the men's pole vault too was pretty, was pretty cool. But the mm -hmm. women's 5,000, we'll get to G'day in a second, but you also, O'Beary 1422, Houlihan 1423, Schweizer 1426, Laura Waitman 1435, Safan Hassan 1437, Sheila Chellingat 1440, Yasmin Can 1440, Jessica Hull 1443, I don't know if you remember that, Shannon Roberry 1445, Sagai, 1446, Elise Cranny, 1448, Courtney Frerichs, 1450, and on and on and on we go. Mm -hmm. It was, it yeah. was a good year. Like the, the, the women's 5,000 did not stop. They kept going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's been a good one. And we'll talk about a certain 1406 that beat, beat the crap out of all of them, but, uh, <laughs> it's, yeah, it was a good year. Okay. We'll get to that in a second. Number three, number three, this one. Highest pressure race, I think we can say, of all 2020, Lincoln, the U.S. Women's Olympic Marathon Trials. We were there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm tempted to call it like, oh, pre-pandemic, but I think the coronavirus was well and circulating around this time <laughs> in the United States. Um, yeah, it was our last trip, basically a week later, I think maybe a few days after, I guess, you know, you and Gordon went to NCAA. So that was like two weeks, a week and a half later. Mm -hmm. And then you obviously didn't get canceled there. But, you know, things were very clearly starting to happen when we were there. You know, they had the, they had Trump coming on, I, I, you know, supposedly in the middle of the race, given like a an announcement, uh, uh, whatever, about coronavirus measures and, and, and this, that, and the other. And uh, so it was unique in that setting that it seemed like to be the moment where things were changing uh, as far as the nature of the pandemic in the U.S. But on the race itself, um, when you talk about three surprise members of Team USA and the, the way Seidel and, uh, or I guess I should say Tulimak and Seidel work together, uh, you know, great stories. The top three with Seidel or Tulimak Seidel and um, Sally Kipiego. And, um, you know, it had all the elements, uh, you know, great stories, very, very unpredictable. Um, and uh, it's, I don't know, I guess I don't really know what else to say about it other than, um, you know, once again, showed the depth of team US or of the US team. Uh, on the on the women's marathon side, because you look at there's a ton of superstars that were left off. Now some of them DNF'd and and whatnot, but Des Linden did not have a bad race, and she was fourth, and she got beat by mm -hmm. you know Molly Seidel first marathon. I mean that's crazy that 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 is like Des Linden, a are you know one of the maybe one of the five best U.S. marathoners ever had a decent race, and she got beat by a first timer. That's because that first timer is very good and NCAA champion. But you know the the emergence of new names and and just showing the depth was kind of what I took away from it. Yeah, and I just remember how shocked I was and how 
mad I was at myself for being shocked because I was covering the women's race. You were on the men's beat, uh, <laughs> as you are at most major marathons, just following every yeah. every TikTok of what's going mm. on uh, on the men's side of things. So I, you know, the way I like to cover it, I don't know if people care about this, but you want to be prepared for everything. So you play out all the scenarios in your head. That way you're not caught flat-footed and you have an idea, yeah. okay, if it goes this way, this is how I'm going to approach it. You know, this is, if it goes this way, this is how I'm going to approach it. And then at about 20 miles, I just threw my hands up and I was just like, what, what is going on here? This is crazy. Like, this is not something that I planned for. And, you know, I covered the women's Boston marathon, the year Des Linden won. So I should have been oh. theoretically ready for anything. Cause that was another one of those races where you're just like, well, what, this just breaks my brain. I don't know what's going on, but yeah. huddle and Sisson both and hall and especially you know hall now in retrospect dropping out huge story that they're not yeah. making it to the finish uh linden slipping back to fourth you know, kip yego making the team not a stunner but i don't think anybody had julia mock yeah and i don't think anybody had sidel in there i mean there was a group of i don't know what the number was that we settled on but something like 10 seven, women i think yeah i thought it was oh, seven, seven if i remember yeah i, I felt okay. like could be wrong. Yeah, it could have been. It could have been. But, but then someone like Helen Taylor, you think, okay, they could they could make it. Or Emma Bates, they could make it. Laura Thweet, they could make it. There was people who weren't, you know, it wasn't completely out of left field. Um, but Seidel was one of those people. And then when you're like, okay, uh, Tulemak, Seidel, and Kip Yego is the team. And I mean, I would have lost a lot of money if you said Huddle, Sisson, Linden, all aren't on the team. I would have lost a lot. Oh, Hesse, Jordan Hesse. We didn't even talk Great about Jordan too, yeah. yeah. So it's just, I had all these combinations in my head of, okay, this person, okay, that person. And we knew how tough the course was and we knew how challenging the weather was in particular that day. We should have seen it coming, but what a race by, by Tulemuk and what a debut by, by Seidel to make the squad. And Linden was also close there at, at the finish so she will be the alternate but yeah i just i don't know i remember finishing my story in the airport terminal when we got back to austin you and i were yeah. just packing away like true journalists mm -hmm. yeah i just had to get it on deadline you know the printing pest was humming i said hurry up <laughs> yeah i mean you're used to like in the men's race you had one guy that was really surprising abdi because he's 43 but he also if yeah. you looked at it from another side you're like well there's no one who has more experience than abdi so it kind of makes sense yeah. that he would thrive in a race like this even though he's 43. but on the women's side you had all i all three were serious surprises i mean i know I, I i would be surprised if too many people had tulia mock on their teams i mean so many other women had run faster had performed better at majors had way faster track marks um but this was you know no fluke it was not like those women you mentioned above, you know, the, the Hall Huddle uh, and Sisson were out in front and then all had to drop out. They were getting their butts handed to them by this front group and then they dropped out. Mm -hmm. So this was just great career career performances for, for those women. And, you know, Seidel has since validated it further by running 225 in, in uh in London, um, you know, this, it's going to be a unique setting for them when they come, when they run in at the Olympics, mm -hmm. uh, with Tulemont coming off of having a child, uh, Seidel still very green to this. And then Kipiego, I don't, I'm just saying this off the top of my head, but I don't know if she's raced since the trials, which is no fault of her. Obviously that's, it's been disrupted, but 
you know, when you compare it to the other side, when you see what Sarah Hall has done, it's, 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 uh, it's, um, I don't know. It's just interesting. It's, it's interesting yeah. that, that, you know, so much has happened. You would think with the way Hall is racing that, you know, maybe she's getting ready for the Olympics, but no, we've got a totally different team and we'll, you know, that's just, again, I get, that gets back to the depth of, of this and you get one chance in the, in the marathon. And uh, that, that's the uncertainty is really what that's all about. And I think it does give future lessons when we go to 2024, count on no one. I mean, maybe on the men's side, yeah. I don't know where he'll be in three years, but you can say, okay, Rupp will have a good shot to be there. But you, you really can't plan for anyone to be on the team. And we definitely learned that lesson on the, in this women's race. Well, look into 2024, and I know this is the 2020 end of year awards show, so we're getting a little bit mm -hmm. off script here, but who's not going to be there in 2024 that was here in 2020? Maybe some people decide the marathon's not for them, but... I mean, you, you know, you could have pretty, like if Hall comes back, Seidel, Tulimuk, Kipiego comes back. If Huddle and Sisson still stick with the marathon, Jordan Assay will still be running by then. You figure Bruce and Taylor will still be around. D'Amato is, is 222 marathoner. Now you get, you get a really long list of people who have run under 225. Well, I mean, you will have some women there that are Linden. getting up towards four. You're going to get to have some women that are up there towards 40. I mean, you know, I'm sure some of them will yeah, be able to but still be around. It doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter. Some of those will be. What'd you say? 43? 47? How old is yeah. Adney? I know. He's 43. He might be 44 now. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I know. I get it. Um, but it's hard to imagine the exact same thing. You might include a Carissa Swizer. In that mix by then, who knows? Well, you just um, moved her up from the 5K all the way to the marathon. You just went to 10K I mean, in the last got, segment. And now she's in the three more years. Three more years. So she makes this Olympic team. I mean, you're going to wait until your third Olympic team to run run the marathon trials? I mean, I don't think you want to do that. So I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I, I think some of those women will drop off, but some stars will come up into their place. Yeah, I, I'm just saying as, as a total. Like if you're saying – I mean, it just depends what you think is – metal contention worthy but you you just have so many people who i think can run on the right day with the right course under 223 it's mm -hmm. pretty it's pretty cool to see and you keep hearing yeah. I, i'm just contrasting with the men with the women there's just a lot of consistency up there you keep hearing the same names over and over again because tulia muck although she was a surprise i think a lot of people had her as a sleeper type because she's run well before in majors you know this was this was her best race but it wasn't completely out of nowhere. No, you're right. It wasn't. No, you're it, right. It, it wasn't like a like a Boston marathon. You know, some of the names were people who weren't even pros. So, in any event, let's keep it moving here. Number two, another marathon here, the London Marathon for the women. I thought belongs on this list. Bridget Koskai, of course, runs two eighteen fifty eight. Talked about the world record, but the weather would not allow for it. And then Sarah Hall. Even splits her way two twenty two oh one, and gets second, even though she did not have a lot of help out there. Surprising result, even though it was supposed to be uh, really deep and and really fast. It kind of got blown apart there because of the weather and and the pacing was a little screwy. But just the fact that they had the London Marathon this year, I think it belongs on the list. Certainly, it, it it's you know give credit to. 
cause guy for winning as the favorite when Kipchoge wasn't able to do that in the same conditions. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she further validated, proved herself, you know, as the, the best women's marathoner in the world. And for Hall to catch Chip Nagage, the world champion, somebody who's run, you know, super, super fast in the marathon was a huge deal for her. You know, she's had another successful marathon since then. So it's kind of like, <laughs> it feels like in, in her terms, it's been a long time ago, but, um, yeah, not maybe not the best race up front, but when you add in that, you know, Kazguy uh, was able to to win even in bad conditions and really, really entrench herself as that Olympic favorite and and still the best marathoner in the world while so many women now are running so fast. Um, it, I don't know, it was it was just more proof of what we already knew, I guess, about about Kazguy, and then it was an elevation for Sarah Hall. So. Uh, other than that, I mean, you did have some other decent performances, but those two were the big takeaways, obviously. Kazguy just mm. being rock solid and Sarah Hall just having this, like, just this incredible confidence and, and the grittiness, uh, this late career stage, you know, that that uh, is impressive, especially having that really, you know, it had been several months, but just coming back off the trials, you know, I think you saw a lot of marathoners really take it easy as far as racing this year, but that's never going to be Sarah Hall's thing, and she really attacked the rest of 2020 with such a vengeance and uh and it continues to work for her so bright future even at 37 and even with the uncertainty of when the next marathon will be we continue to be excited about sarah hall because you know she's going to find a race and 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 more likely than not right now succeed in it she's going to find several races and they're all going to be yeah, a yeah, couple weeks apart and she's going to run in all of them yeah. i i i part of the reason why i include this and part of the reason why i have it ahead of of the Olympic trials was just because it happened and they were able to do it and they were able to do it under the circumstances. And it felt like at the time, it felt like such a bonus that we were getting that race. Um, You know, the men's side had all the headlines, of course, with Kipchoge versus Bekele, which ended up being a Dan versus Dave 2020 version. Um, (laughs) but, But the women, but the women's race, you know, turned out to be a good race with, a lot of big takeaways and, and because they were able to pull it off, um, I think deserves to be included there. It was the only, you know, we've talked about bubbles on and off. You know, Gordon's obsessed with different types of bubbles. This was the only one yep. that had that I know that had an actual bubble set up. So I thought it deserved inclusion there. Yeah, everything else has been um, you know show us your slightly. negative test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been slightly restrained. This was a this was an actual one, so it was cool to see. Um, you know, would have liked to see more Americans come over, but Sarah Hall definitely elevated this. And uh, I don't know, it was, it was a cool race. The men's one was disappointing, but you know, whatever. It, it it happened. It was cool that they pulled it off. Yeah, we're not talking about the men on this one. We're talking about the women. Okay, number I one. I know. I know. I've been breaking the rules every. Yeah. Number one. The best race of the year will go to Valencia. Latenza Pet Gade's 14.06 world record. Lincoln, was there any doubt that this would be the race of the year? Um, no, it shouldn't have been. Uh, you know, if you ask Helen O'Beary, should this be the race of the year? Probably not. You know, <laughs> he's coming out strong on on my side, saying that the. Uh, the the wave light technology is well she's putting it akin to doping that seems a little strong um 
Mm-hmm. No, but there was not any doubt when someone breaks the Tiernesh to Baba record. And I, you know, to me, when I heard that, that she was going, to be going after, yeah, when she breaks it, breaks it, breaks it by five seconds. And I heard she was going to go after this. And I was like, oh, that's, I guess they needed a women's race. Like, I'm surely she doesn't have a shot at 14, 11, but oh my, you know, she, she certainly did. And uh, it, it's, you know, I, if you go back, through the catalogs of the Flow Track podcast, I've been critical of this record simply because I thought, oh, somebody of this, of Gade's, you know, who very well may not be the best 5,000 meter runner in the world right now, let alone in world history, has now broken the world record by five seconds. That's got to be indicative that the wave lights are very, very helpful and, you know, maybe to the detriment of the, of the sport. But I've since eased back. Time has given me wisdom and said, <laughs> you know what? Two things, you know, that's fine if the world record holder is not the best championship runner. Those those two worlds can can coexist. And maybe I should give her a chance. You know, it's it's been it, at that point, it had been a year since the world championship. So maybe now she is as good or near as good as Safana San. So I, I've since eased my position. I don't want to be so critical. We can argue if the wave light, whatever. But we're just talking about race of the year. And somebody ran 1406 mm-hmm. in this challenging year. Uh, 1406 is an absurd time. It's showing that despite the fact that it took 12 years to lower this record, that soon we're going to have a sub, at least I think soon, we're going to have a sub 14 minute women's 5,000 record. That's going to be astonishing. And as you noted at the time, this record was due. It was actually weak compared to its cousins there in the 10,000 and in the 1500. So I was blindsided by it, but when you do peel back the layers a little bit, this was due to fall. And just because Gade hadn't had all the success by winning gold medals does not mean that this is a record that I should have said, like, is, you know, shouldn't count or not, you know, is, is fluky. It wasn't. She's, I, I give respect to Gade now and say that she, she's earned this and we'll see what she can do in 2021. I like how you took the L on that a couple of months ago and then you bring it back up again to just remind everyone that you took the L. One more time. Well, I don't want to just because I mean I could easily. If we have some people I think that listen to this day in and day out, and they could be like, "Wait a second, wasn't this guy like railing on Latinsabet Gade that she didn't deserve to have this record?" And you know, I just I just want to remind people that you can change your opinion. You're you we can. You're railing this, at the lights, weren't you? Weren't you railing at the lights? I know, so I know hurt. that, and saying that that she only broke it because of that, and then. I think you're probably surprised at my position because you sent me the text about that article with Helen O'Beary. Well, where yeah, yeah. Helen O'Beary is basically saying what I was saying a couple months ago that the that the lights are doping, you know, an unfair aid. I don't think I said they were doping. It's not the equivalent. I of think like, that's a hundred percent sure. <laughs> needle, needle in the arm, EPO is straightened with veins. I mean, I, that's that's a, a little extreme, <laughs> but. I, you know, optical. We shall, I mean, you know, she's saying like kind of what I was saying that it, at the time that it, it takes away a lot of the, 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 the onus on the athlete to keep maintain their pacing when the pacer drops off. Well, now you don't have to do that. So regardless, the record's 1406. Yeah. If we look at the broader scope than just the time that the fact that it's generating this discussion even now is further proof that it's the race of the year because it's still having ramifications now because of the circumstance, circumstances of which it was run. Yeah, 100%. And there were very few performances this year where I was just stunned because something was so fast. Obviously, the mm-hmm. marathon trials were stunning because of who finished the top three. But I remember being taken aback a bit by that Bowerman race 
That's whoa, 14, 23, 14, 26. That's fast. And then a few months later, Gade drops 1406. It was just, it was one of those times where you're yeah. blanking, you know, you're wait, what? What did I, what did I just see here? Or to quote you, did I just see what I just saw in one of the best exactly. track and field quotes of all time? Uh, I think Joe Buck has been copying that actually for his <laughs> football broadcast. It's so good. Yeah, O'Beary's take was a little strong because then she goes on about how like they shouldn't set up record attempts for anybody as if she hasn't paid attention in the last, I don't know, 70 years of track and field as there's all, yeah, all sorts of record attempts set up for people. It's, yes, that part is obviously that gives you advantage over somebody else, but that's kind of unavoidable. There's no real way to, mm. to work around that. So, I mean, this sets up this sets up just G'day being just a fascinating figure the next four or five years because right. she's young enough. She's meddled. Now she has the world record. Well, can she defend it? And if you're looking at the 5,000 next year in Tokyo, if Safan Hassan runs it, you know, Ooh. Hassan, G'day, Obiri, among others. I mean, there's, I mean, if Shelby was in that race, Constance Klosterhofen, She's meddled now. There's a yeah. lot. There's a lot of. There's a lot of people there that can run. Um, what's fourteen mid to basically fourteen flat, right? Yeah, yeah. O'Beary's hoping that the races run uh, in the parking lot outside, everybody barefoot, and uh, they just time it with a sundial. So we'll see <laughs> if she's able to if that if that request is satisfied, but. Um, yeah, it should be fantastic. And we'll see if O'Beary's mindset's changed when she gets in a wave light technology race and she, she, if she breaks the world record, I think her mindset maybe would change. But uh, because yeah. mine certainly, I, 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 you know, G'day is legitimate and maybe she can't close in 60 uh, or she couldn't close in 60, you know, in, in mm -hmm. 2019. Maybe she'll be able to, or maybe she won't need to. Maybe she'll take it out. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But mm -hmm. she definitely improved her standing in the world by, I would say the most, most of anyone, uh, perhaps save Jeff Chirchir. So, you know, I thought she deserved to at least finish second in athlete of the year, just based off that one performance. Cause it was so extraordinary. Yeah. And you're right. The lights is going to be something we talk about forever. I'm sure O'Berry will get into a race with lights because they're going to integrate them more into mm -hmm. meets throughout next year, not just for world record attempts, but just to keep people on, on pace. So that is the, that is a reality. So if you're tired yeah. of getting mad at shoes, you can get mad at lights in 2021. Yeah. Helen O'Berry wants to get rid of the three point line in basketball. She's and, and dunked. <laughs> <laughs> the old fashioned way. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Okay. Well, that'll do it. Did we miss anything? Anything you want to add to the best women's performances of 2020? No, no, Kevin. I, unless you know, we still have a couple days, so maybe, maybe something will pop up. Is Sarah Hall, like, what she thinking? What she want to do? Yeah, she gonna go. Well, for you the almost want to add. You want to add on an addendum for Sarah Hall because it's like yeah. she has her own separate category. <laughs> Just, yeah, yeah. Because then she also ran two twenty in the marathon project. But I put her. I put the London race in there because obviously that's a marathon major, and it had a major quality field, even in a weird year mm -hmm. like this, it had the Cosguy dynamic. And of course the fact that they had to, to scramble just to get the race going was right. amazing. So, all right, that's it. That's all we got. Thanks it. to Alon for producing. Yeah. We'll be back with more 
end of the year podcasts. Stay tuned. Hope everybody is safe out there. We'll talk to you guys next time.